Josh is muted, but he's saying hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys ah, trying to live this funny. Jesus life. My name's <laughs> Andrew, and I'm Josh. And that was a lot of things in one moment, to be honest. Uh, I I forgot to unmute. I had a mouthful of bacon egg bites from Starbucks. <laughs> Um, and the song went on a lot shorter than I expected it to for some reason, but you would assume at 75 episodes, uh, plus because there's definitely been episodes in there we've re-recorded, uh, so that good. I would know uh, how long it's going to be, but, um, I decided to take a bite right when it started and then it was ending and I was like, right. oh shoot. Right. And then I ran and I was talking with my mouth full and I was making it work. And then Andrew's like. Josh, you're muted. So good. I saw mm-hmm. it. I the people Move can't see mornings. you. The people can't see you, but I can. And I saw just the moment in your eyes where you're like, "Oh no, that song was way shorter than I thought it was going to be." And uh, anyway, it was hilarious. You jumped so in. My mouth was so full. No, dude, I'm trying to. You were passionate so now, too. I mean, like that the would, worst part. That would have been the best intro yet. I'm confident. Um, like Probably. if we had a clean yeah, take on it, it would have been. You guys would have had your mind blown, honestly, at how good it would have yep. been. You know, um, man, Josh is like on it today. Josh like, is on really, fire. He just gave a gusto performance. <laughs> uh, um, totally, totally. But we the worst part is, is like others. I scarfed down my bacon egg bite. Like I didn't even get to enjoy it. <sighs> right. So, right. That's how my day's starting. Well, I'm welcome. Disappointed now. Welcome to episode 75, my friend. This is, it's crazy to me that it's 75. Like, I'm pretty stoked about that. And, uh, you know, it's just a number, but we've been at it for a while. And uh, and I'm pretty proud of that. So, I don't know, man. How's uh, how's your week going? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. The weather here sucks. Like, I just... I- I live in Colorado for a lot of reasons, but one of those reasons is we have pretty mild winters. Like it snows a little bit. Right. Uh, it doesn't usually get cold for long periods of time. Right. Uh, and yeah, we just kind of go along with our day, uh, but not this week. I think this week it's been like in the teens every oh. single day. Dang. Uh, and I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but it was relatively nice because I remember wearing shorts to go walk my dog in the morning. Um, and it wasn't like shorts weather, but I was lazy. I didn't want to go back upstairs and put pants on. So I just manned up. Um, but then somewhere along the day, like around like one or two, I went to go, uh, get the mail and like, there was like two inches of snow on the ground and it was cold. (laughs) I was like, what the heck happened? Like no one told me this, but I also don't look at the weather except in the morning. So nobody let me know. And I just asked. Uh. Yeah, I just asked Siri in the morning, hey, Siri, what's the temperature today? And mm-hmm. then she tells me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ask her what the weather is. I don't care. I just need to know in that moment, can I go outside with shorts on or do I need to go find some pants? Right. That's fair. Speaking That's of the life. weather, <clears throat> because... um, dude, the other day, it, it's been really cold and really kind of snowy, but like not much snow. However, we might get a lot tonight and tomorrow, which is cool. It's It's up in the air still. But um, the other morning, uh, I was getting ready to shower and I was I looked at the weather because I just wanted to know, like, you know, how should I dress after I shower? Is it going to be freezing cold or one of those warmer days? And it was 14 degrees at the moment and it was a high of like 20, you know, so like not not warm. Um, But what 
the thing that made that feel especially crazy is I've been doing this um, cold exposure stuff. Um, so at the end of my shower, I take a hot shower and then at the end, I yeah. turn the water all the way to freezing cold. Um, for why? I, I, I'll tell you, you hate why. yourself. No, no, it's crazy. Um, I know it's crazy, but it's actually awesome. Um, but you, so for the last fifth, so you start out and you do that for a week, um, of showers and you do 15 seconds of cold water as cold as you possibly can make it. Then you go up to 30 seconds and then you go up to 60. I haven't gone to 60 yet, but I'm close to 30. So basically, um, what happens is cold exposure. Like it's this weird thing where you, you feel really cold in the first moment and then your body, like your skin almost goes numb really quickly and it doesn't really feel cold anymore. But the awesome thing is it, um, it, it's a natural way to, uh, have your body inject a ton of dopamine, um, which is like the feel good, uh, hormone in your brain. So that happens, like you get like a 500% spike of dopamine. So you feel amazing like the rest of the morning and it also uh your brain also injects a ton of this uh other hormone called norepinephrine um which will make you like if you have inflammation or a headache or anything like that um that hormone fights that so it it just sets you up to like feel awesome um but it's brutal. And when you look at your weather app and you, and it says 14 degrees, it's like, ah, am I really going to do this? But I've been doing it every time uh, for like almost two weeks. You get now. to go back to warm after the fact, dude, you can't. No, no. You end on cold. You end on That's cold. the worst part of it. No, it's not because oh, you step miserable. out. It yes, sounds, listen, it sounds miserable, but I promise you when you get out, uh, and, and actually, um, like step out and start drying off, uh, you, you warm up immediately. It's crazy. Cause it's not that like, I take a nice long hot shower before this cold moment and dude, I'm telling you, it's pretty cool. I'll send you the little guide and, uh, and you can join me if you feel crazy about it, but you feel good after yeah, I'm telling I, you. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just snort some like, um, crystal meth, um, or smoke it to get my dopamine in the morning. <laughs> it just seems so much easier <laughs> than having to get out of a cold shower. You're like, no. like start with a cold shower. That's fine. Wake up. You're like, ah, but like, man, Dude. to end your shower. Like that's the best time of the day is in a warm shower. It's like, listen, it I know will sound gross, but it's like you're back in your mother's womb, like all just cozy. <laughs> uh, and then you got a freaking shock. Like, I'll tell uh, you, if so you that's do what it is. Shot. It's like you're getting born every day. <laughs> like, literally, it's like you're coming out of the world and like that shock yep. of like, what yep. the heck just happened? Yep. Like, no, I don't. That's it. I don't want to do this. Listen, All I'm tell- listen though, dude. I'd rather makes fast you, again than do this. It makes you value the warm shower even more, though, in the moment. Because you're like, this is so good. And I know there's going to be a part that sucks that's coming. So I'm just going to love this nice hot shower while I got it. And I'm still going to end on cold. I think I'm going to do this always. Well, it's not. It's not horrible that like you get two days off every week, according to this thing you just sent me. Yeah. So you, <laughs> like you're just going to start looking forward to your yeah. Sundays and Mondays because 
yeah. wouldn't want to do this on a Monday. Oh, that would <laughs> no. be a miserable way to start the week. Right. My brother is also <laughs> doing this. There's, there's and instructions on how to do this? Yeah. Can you read through these instructions? Totally. Uh, instruction one. Print. This is like a poster <laughs> or an image poster. And he says, it says print and paste on your fridge, which is weird <laughs> that that's where you put it. You would assume, like, let's put it in the shower or something. Put it in the bathroom. By the Unless shower, you, know, yeah. you get ready in the ba- in the kitchen for your shower. <laughs> that's impossible for some people, I guess. That's right. Uh, start with a warm shower. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Uh, finish with a cold shower. See seconds mm-hmm. above. Uh, and just so you know, guys, there's six instructions. That was only the third one. There's three instructions <laughs> after uh, your cold shower. Uh, four, relax and breathe slowly. Let me tell you uh, why. I'm pretty sure that cold Josh. is going to do that for you. No, no, like, no. You're gonna you're gonna be breathing slowly. Okay, when you first when Your you first gonna go do into this, shock. when you first do this, it is hard to breathe. So breathing slowly is important. Otherwise, you're going to be like hyperventilating in the cold because it's like it hits you. Well, then so you're going to pass out. And I say this when on the first day you do it, it just hits you so hard that you're like, <gasps> like yeah, it's all, it's hard I to bet. breathe. But on the second day, third day, fourth day, it's just like oh, and you still want to breathe slow. So that one's an important one, people. If you do this, breathe slow. Try to relax. <laughs> do this for at least five times a week, and then the sixth <laughs> and final step, which I think is the important step here, yes. uh, check off with a marker or a pencil. Most of them uh, so do not use boxes a pen. for every day. Do not use a pen. Yeah. 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 That's that is weird that they're like anti pen. <laughs> Who has pencils lying around their house unless you have like children? I don't, I don't like, have any pencils. Maybe a mechanical pencil on my desk somewhere, but not that I'm aware of. But the I think the seventh step that they're not considering a step, but they really want you to complete this step. Share your comments on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, etc. Use the hashtag. What the heck? Wim Wim of Method? Wim Hof. That's the guy guy who's like the world record holder for for cold exposure. Like stayed in icy water for like an hour and 20 minutes or something and then got out. Like didn't go. What does this do for you? Like all the things I was just telling you. Huge dopamine increase. Huge norepinephrine But why increase it so much? Like. I don't like know. that dude. Like, I don't is he know. planning to like fall on a lake? That dude's <laughs> like, like, does he live near water? He, <laughs> in case of in case of icy lake fall, um, yeah, I don't know, but he, I don't know where he lives, but he spends a lot of time in icy water. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, dude. This is like ice ice baths, right? It's the yeah. same yeah. Ide- ideology or yes. idea. Totally, like totally. Giving you the same, you know, dude. Um, they're not chemicals. They're what do they call them? Yeah, hormones. Brain hormones. stuff. Yeah, hormones. But it it literally is. Uh, it's like you take a shot of espresso, and I swear, I you warm up immediately when you turn the cold water off and start drying off. Uh, your skin does go. Yeah, numb. you're no longer getting blasted with zero degree water. You're gonna warm up. It's inevitable. Okay, and when it's 14 degrees here, my water is extra cold. Like it's still water. Well, do you like do? But it's cold. Do you do you like make sure the heat is turned up before you do it? Like in the house, where you're like, I'm gonna crank the heat so when I get out, at least I start warming up. No. Do you like run butt naked straight to your fire and like start like start doing the 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 you know five minutes on one side, five minutes on the other thing? 
to warm up. Dude, I'm telling like, you. As a you, dude, how do you protect yourself? Dude, you're fine. Your body is made for this, all right? Um, I don't think that part of my body is made for that amount of cold. I'm sorry. My Audi will become an innie. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Your body's made for this, bro. You can read that. I'm Okay, Josh, I think by the next time you podcast with me, you should try day one and just tell me how it goes. No. <laughs> I'm telling you. I can tell you how it's going to go. I already know. <laughs> it's so good. I don't have to imagine. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly how this I is going to play out. I know this is crazy, but it makes you feel really, really good. And it's like I'm gonna keep doing it. So does like, so does crystal meth, but I don't do it. Like <laughs> this is far from that. All right, I'm not telling you to get naked and go roll around in the snow. Although people do that, oh, um, I'm not telling you to do that. Josh, too. Okay, um, and this is not addictive uh, because I hate it every time, but I just know it's gonna make me feel really good, and uh, so I keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Two weeks from now, Andrew's going to be like, I just can't stop. Like, I just I get, can't get enough of it. I was, I took a cold shower for seven and a half minutes this morning. And he's like, I have no, I don't know the last time I've taken a hot shower. I don't even, I don't even know if my my shower gets hot. I haven't this checked my, recently. This is my fourth shower oh. of the day, and I'm freezing. Yeah. Oh man, fourth shower of the day. Yeah, I just shiver throughout the day. My body, my you know, my body temperature never actually gets above ninety, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Dude. Uh, speaking so. of it, speaking of it being fine, and uh, of you yeah, know things that, things that make you anxious, things that uh, you look forward to or don't, um, which I I both love and hate my um, cold shower, and I am now on a mission, Josh, to get you to do this. People, if you think Josh should do this, please email us at hello at this Jesus Life Podcast and say, Josh, it's time do this thing. Um, or comment on Instagram, which we never update, uh, or message us on Facebook, which we, we just, will see. We did the last week. We I was yes. bored and nothing else to do. I love that you did. We're horrible at social media, <laughs> except for staying semi-consistent on podcasting. But people, let Josh know he should do a cold shower. Um, but yeah, man, speaking of, of anxiety and things that you are not looking forward to as you are your first cold shower. Um, yeah, man, take us into it. What are we talking about today? Yeah. So we're in the middle of the season on church words. So we started this thing off with turning the other cheek. Um, talked a lot about butt cheeks. So if you didn't have an opportunity to listen to that one, I actually just had a conversation with coworkers a couple of days ago about butt cheeks and just like how we need to bring that word back into our vocabulary. Um, so I'm really on this crusade. Uh, then last week we talked about, um, casting the first stone and, um, that whole story with Jesus and the Pharisees. And then we're back to this week, uh, which probably something you've heard before, maybe not as popular as other things. Cause let's be honest, Americans really like our anxiety. So we try not to talk about things that tell us not to, to worry. Right. Um, but Jesus tells us in the great, um, I was going to say the Great Commission. I talk a lot about the Great Commission in my life, but uh, no, not in the Great Commission, but in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, right in the middle of it, um, he kind of lays us down of not to worry. But he says at the end of chapter six, uh, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles is enough for today. Um, The other way that another 
I don't know what version that is, but uh, this is the NIV. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about self. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That's right. That's how I always read that verse. So it sounds yeah. strange, but yeah. Yeah. So Andrew, what's, uh, what's first thoughts about, uh, stop worrying you, you stupid idiot. That's how I interpreted. <laughs> oh man. It is so easy to say. And let me say church word style. If somebody sees you in a moment where you should be worried or where something just goes horrible in your life and they say, Hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Like that's not a good way to necessarily advise people in the moment. This is uh, out of the Sermon on the Mount. So it's something probably we've all heard if you've like spent time in the church or read the Bible very much or whatever. You probably heard this, but dude, it is exceptionally hard to not worry um, about things. And I don't know if it's always been this way. I don't know if uh, in our American culture of like everything should be really fast. Our day needs to be filled to 120% of our capacity with meetings just in case one cancels uh, or whatever. Like, or that's the hyper connectivity of like, I can reply anywhere, anytime to anything. Um, I'm always available. Like, I don't know if those things make us more worried or, or not. Um, I don't know. There's probably a lot of reasons where we're a worried people, but I also think there's probably always been plenty to worry about. Like when Jesus was talking about this, he gives examples right before that verse of like, look at the birds in the air. Like they're not preparing for the future, but I feed them every day. And I know that even if one of them falls, like I'm aware of it as God, you know, it's like how much more important are you guys that are made in my image? Um, We'll say Maya's God's image, you know, um, but first thought uh, that was a long intro. When I look out my office windows into the backyard, uh, I it's currently snowing and I have two bird feeders there um, and it's awesome. I have two little girls, you know, three and one year old, and they both love looking out the windows and watching the birds eat the seeds that um, that we put out. So I've used that as as a like a object lesson with my three year old where anytime we're putting bird seed out, I talk about God telling us like, hey, like God says not to worry about anything in life, like the food that we're going to get. And then I get to talk about like he supplies all the birds with all their food like they don't have to worry. They just come check our bird feeder. Sometimes there's food there. Sometimes there's not. If there's not. They just go another place and get food. Like the birds don't have to worry about things. God provides. And sometimes that's through us. Sometimes it's through other people, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's my first thought is that like I, it's cool to be able to take that literal stuff about the birds not worrying and apply it just to filling a bird feeder and watching the birds come in and eat. Um, but it's exceptionally hard in my life to not to not worry about things, even though I'm well aware of this, even though I try to teach this to my three-year-old, it is super hard to live out for me. Yeah. I think too, like, I, I think we mix worry uh, or anxiety with, with fear, like um, fear, fear is a normal response to something, right? Like, um, fear engages our fight or flight. Um, it's a defense mechanism for us. 
um, like fear essentially sees a threat and then reacts to that threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's a good thing. Like, you know, um, I don't know why I'm picking this as an example. It's probably a bad example. Guy with a gun uh, walks into yeah. a building and you're in there, right. right? Like fear is a normal response. Am I fighting this guy or am I running away from this guy? Right? Like that's that's to protect ourselves. Um, anxiety or worry like imagines a threat and can't move on from it. Yeah. Right? Like this, it's not even a real, it's not active. It's not present in front of you, but like we create these, these, um, situations or uh, yep. potential situations in our head. Um, and then we oftentimes freeze up by those situations and can't move on from them. But yep. in all reality, it's an imagination. Like it, it's not a real threat in front of us. I um, mean, I think that that seizes a lot of our time um, if we're not, yeah. if we're not careful. And like back to your earlier point, like I, I think this is part of the human condition. Um, yeah. Like Jesus talking about it here. Paul talks about it later. Like worry is pretty normal. Um, uh, in the fact that we all worry at time from time, but worry is pretty devastating or anxiety is pretty devastating to our lives. And you, and we all know people that like anxiety has taken over, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just for seasons or maybe it's more their personality, but like um, they just worry and, and, and are scared about everything um, yeah. and they just can't function. And like today, you know, in today's age, you know, this is 2022, the beginning of 2022. Um, and like COVID in some parts of the country, COVID's over. In other parts of the country, COVID is still, you know, very prevalent um, yeah. in terms of, you know, media coverage and, and all that fun stuff. But, um, like, it could have, and for a lot of people, it sucked a lot of people into it. Um, and they lived in fear for the last yeah. um, two and a half years when in all reality, it, it probably wasn't as scary as, as we thought it was going to be. And I'm someone that was hospitalized by COVID. So, right. um, you yeah, know, I you say it's that really perspective. bad. Um, yeah. Um, but wasn't ever really scared of it. And now I'm like super immune to it. I officiated a wedding a few weeks ago um, where someone was COVID positive and I had no symptoms at all. Pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> I feel like a superhero. Uh, I'll take oh, that natural funny. immunity any day. That's right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, like, I think there's that piece that just kind of takes over. Actually, someone, um, I, I work for a company that, that services the church. Um, you know, we're a for-profit business. We're making money on the backs of the church, which, you know, could bother you or not bother you depending on the day. Um, but, uh, it's a, it's full of a bunch of, you know, youth ministry kids, uh, mm. a good portion of us. And then there's others that don't have any, you know, affiliation with the church, but, um, someone posted, a uh, some point this week, they're like, has anyone tried this yet as an ex youth pastor? Have we tried writing COVID on a piece of paper and throwing it into the fire? Uh, so we can get rid of it that way. <laughs> that's, that's so good. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that is. That's so good. Have we thrown it into a like, campfire? How has no one done this yet? Has, can we, can somebody please? <laughs> or nailed do it this? to the cross? Like, come on. Can that's somebody awesome. get on this? Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, but there's, there's, uh, there's all kinds of youth ministry activities. Yeah, totally. But there's all kinds of incentive, right, to to people keeping other people scared. Like, okay, I was just thinking, yeah. so you and I were both talking about doing taxes before this. And, um, like, realistically, like, I've used TurboTax for years. You said you did too. And, like, when you first put in your information, it's almost always like you're going to need to pay $70,000. <laughs> you know, or some obscene number, like that's always how it starts where it's all in the red and you're like, 
oh crap, this is going to suck, you know, but it's always some huge number. And then you get through, but, but that, that jolt uh, of fear is like, I've got to keep going. I can't like that. You either do fight, flight or freeze, right? Where you're like, I am going to run away and act like this is nothing. And I'm not going to file taxes, (laughs) you know, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Um, Or, I'm going to fight it. Like I'm going to fight through this and actually do this. So I know what I owe or don't, or you freeze and you're just like, this is bad. My day is ruined. My week is ruined. This is going to be a horrible year. Cause you're probably doing that early in the year, you know, but you apply that to the same to situations of like stuff in the news, like COVID, you know, like real thing, huge thing. Um, but there's a lot of incentive by people who are writing and doing th- doing media around it to keep you scared and keep you thinking, oh, man, the next huge, horrible thing is coming because then you're paying attention like you're just frozen, locked in and sitting in fear. You know, if you're terrified of what's happening, you keep checking for the updates. You keep like, I don't know, people know this and, and there's definitely psychology behind it, but um, but it's not not good. Like living in fear. Uh, I think Jesus, one of the reasons he cared about it and taught so clearly about it is when you're in fear, one, you're thinking about yourself more than anything. You're like, what's going to happen to me if this thing happens, if this thing I'm imagining, you know, if I don't have food tomorrow, that's a real thing, you know, that he talks about. If you don't have food tomorrow, that's a problem, you know, but but it's tomorrow. It's like, no, like focus on the moment, focus on today, the things that are actually happening. And if you can start there, then maybe you can be present enough to do things like hear from God, like what he wants to speak to you, um, that you can actually live in joy and like live out the fruit of the spirit we spent time on um, a while back. You can, I don't know, being present allows you to actually live in the way that Jesus wants us to live and kind of modeled for, for us to live as opposed to like being in fear. Like you're just in your head realistically about something that hasn't happened. Um, and that you have no control over, you know, like last thing I know I've been going for a minute, but a long, long while ago, like early in our marriage, uh, my wife said this thing that to me has been like super helpful where, she basically, like, I was worried about something and she's like, can you control that at all? <laughs> and like, if the answer is no to can you control or influence that thing you're worried about, then don't worry about it as much as possible. Like, if you can't actually control or influence it, like, what's the point of of being worried about it? And the reality is there's no point. And sometimes we just like to worry um, to have something negative to talk about maybe. So anyway, those are my, my many thoughts bundled at one. And Josh, I don't know what you were just searching for around your office, but I hope you found it, man. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't find it. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's probably in my memories box. Um, (laughs) I'll have to look, but um, I have a box of memories. Um, It's not that big of a box for the life that I've lived, but um I, I think anxiety in, in a lot of ways comes back to control. Like I think we create a lot of anxiety in our lives trying to control things yeah. that we can't control. Um, right. Like there's, 
there, there are things in our life we can control, right? We can control our actions. We can control uh, to some extent our thoughts. If you know, um, um, we can control some of our behaviors. Like we can control a lot of those things. Um, I can't control other people's behavior. Um, I can't control how they react to certain situations. Um, and then there's elements that only God can control. Um, that, that that's outside of my control. And I think oftentimes we find ourselves in anxiety or worry when we're trying to control something that we don't have the ability to control, or it's yeah. not our lane to control. Right. Like, um, we, we want something to happen in our life and, and maybe it's a, a devastating thing. Maybe we'll go as far as like, you know, I, I have cancer. I'm not saying I do, but if in, in this illustration, like you don't have control over beating the cancer in your life, you have elements that you can do. Um, but then you try to take God's part of it and say, well, if God's not going to take this cancer from me, he doesn't love me. And then you start to spiral, right? Like it's, yeah. it's that piece of like, we're, we're trying to control things that God never intended us for control. And right. now we've created this level of anxiety inside of us because we feel like we, we can't do anything. And you're like, yeah. And that's what Jesus is talking about. There's plenty for tomorrow to worry about, right? Like, right. don't worry about tomorrow, worry about the day. Um, and read through, um, Matthew six, like the whole bottom section there. We didn't read those yeah. verses, but Andrew right. mentioned the birds of the air, um, right? Like read through those verses and see like God does care about you. God's going to take care of you. Yeah. And God has a bigger plan that you're playing a, a, an element inside of and take comfort in that. Um, God is good. Um, and, and believe that to be true. God is faithful. Believe that yep. to be true. Um, and he's going to, he's going to do what he believes is best for you and for, you know, all those who love him. Um, what I was looking for was a plaque. So I've had a plaque uh, probably since, shoot, I was like 12. So we've talked about this on a podcast where I was a strange child. I had an executive desk in my bedroom, good old L desk. I uh, had files and computers and all that fun stuff. Well, on that desk, I don't even know where it came from, was a little wooden plaque with a sticker on it that said, um, don't worry about anything. It said, pray about everything and don't forget to thank God for his answer. Um, I think it was, uh, the new living translation of Philippians four, six. Nice. Um, so I've probably read that, I don't know, a thousand times in my yeah. life. Um, I was looking for it. I know I still have it cause I've recently seen it, but I, I'm now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm pretty sure I put it in my memories box with all my other favorite memories. Um, cause I don't want to lose it. And then I lost it, but, <clears throat> um, like it's a great reminder in that whole section. And I'm going to read through these verses because I think they're uh, the whole thing is good and helpful, but read four, six and uh, seven, both of them. It's so good. Verse seven. I was going to read four through nine. Beautiful. Boom. Philippians four. Um, this is Paul writing the Philippians, um, closing out Philippians really, or at least starting to, um, he says this rejoice in the Lord. Always again, I say rejoice. Anytime the Bible repeats itself, it's probably important, especially when Jesus does it. Probably important. But we'll apply that same principle to, to Paul here. Um, rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sister, sisters, uh, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have heard or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and God, the God of peace will be with you. 
Um, mm. I, I think, I think we learn a lot of different things from this, right? Like yeah. one is, yeah. If you're not fostering a relationship with Jesus, you're not bringing, you know, your worries, your fears, your anxiety, um, the things that you're thinking about on a regular basis. If you're not bringing those up in conversation with God, you're you're trying to tackle them on your own. And then at that point, yeah, God, you know, like God's not guarding your heart. He's not guarding your minds because you haven't given them those things. Uh, like he's not, your understanding or his understanding that transcends all isn't going to give you a hope or a peace um, because you're trying to take on the world by yourself. Um, and then the other part is this is focus on the good stuff about life. Like it's too easy yeah. for us to, to look at all the bad things. Like my, my saying recently, when someone asked, Hey, how you doing? Can't complain. Um, hmm. and you know, I, I said that, uh, this week to somebody and that person said, you really can't think of anything to complain about. And <laughs> I was like, well, I probably could, but what's like, what's the good in that? Um, and I'm a natural complainer. I'm pretty damn good at it. Like I can come up with anything to complain about. Um, but when you go through life, like, yeah, in all reality, is it really anything important to complain about? No, my life is pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking at my, you know, uh, potential paying in taxes of $7,000, um, like, yeah, that sounds like a bad day. But then you look back and be like, man, I made a lot of money last year that that's the worry that I could be paying that much right. in taxes on top of my day job and um, where I've already, you know, taken the deductions of my paychecks. Yeah. Um, so like there, there's, there's good in all things. And I think it's a good practice yes. for all of us to, to take the time and, and thank God for those things. More importantly though, well, I shouldn't say more important, equally importantly, write those things down so you can be reminded of them yep. um, and write those things down when things are good. Um, it's easier to come up with a laundry list when things are good. Um, but when things are bad, you can come up with a list, but it doesn't have the same effect yeah. um, when things are good because you're just like, but what about all these other things, God? Um, you're not working here. And you're like, but look at all the places that he, at, where he is at work and the things that he is doing Yeah, um, and the places where you know he is multiplying your faithfulness. Um, like write all that stuff down. Um, have, a, have a running list inside your journal um, or wherever you put it. I put it inside of a, a notes app on my computer or on my phone mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. it's just a running list um, and you can always go back to it and you know oftentimes for me it's like it's like those moments it's like it's like my memories box of physical yeah. things and yeah we go back and it just like re-triggers all these cool memories you're like oh i remember that or i remember when we were going through that and then he did this and um, all that fun stuff um, like there's that piece of like you're reminded of how faithful god is you don't have yep. to force yourself to be reminded of it. Yep. Um, you don't have to like will it into existence um, in your brain. Um, yep. It's just the natural state that you're constantly in because you've chosen to focus on the good things. Here's all the great yeah. things about life right now. Um, and these are the things that are important. And because we all have bad things about life. There's crap going sure. on in everybody's life, as, mm -hmm. as Jesus said here, right? <laughs> today is enough trouble to worry about itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just focus on today. We'll focus on be present in what's in front of you. Um, and I, man, it's such a good practice. And then if you're not fostering relationship with Jesus in general, like, you know, this is where you end up. You're trying to yeah. do life on your own. Life can be hard. Totally, man. Totally. I, uh, so we've been doing this podcast a long time and we were doing it when this happened. But so my daughter recently turned one and, uh, and I thought like it, it Birthdays and, and stuff like that are a great moment to like look back of like, wow, what what's happened in the last year? You know, just like New Year's is. And uh, a year ago, <clears throat> I had just found out like, I don't know, five or six or eight days 
before she was born that that my job was going away. And I had basically like 90 days in that role because of a reorganization at work. Um, and in that 90 days, I'd have a chance to apply for new jobs at, at the place I work and all that. So that happened. Uh, I found that out, which was a huge shock. I knew my daughter was going to be born any day, like could have come any moment at that point. And, and I just come out of the year of the chicken, this, this learning of like, God is faithful. That that had really been more like two years, 18 months, something like that. Um, Dude, that was a crazy season. And like just this morning I was praying because I tried to do that to start my day. And, and, uh, I I was praying and just saying like, God, like, man, like my life's not perfect now, but there's so much good in it. And you've done so much in this last year. And like just reflecting on how crazy a year ago, even today was when I just had this brand new baby in the house, starting paternity leave, having no job in, you know, 90 days, like all these things were reality a year ago, but they're just they're things of the past. They're like, I can learn lessons and I can see God's faithfulness through all of that. Even today, like that, that my life is better and more full because of those hard moments, because of those troubles that I can understand things about God that I didn't know as well then, you know? And so like that looking back, I just think is so wise, you know, like it's, it's not even smart. It's just wise. Cause when you get, when I get into that next moment of that call I didn't expect of, hey, your job's going away. <laughs> You're essentially fired, you know, like, or whatever that type of thing is. When I get to that next huge hurdle, I'm going to need to look back and remember, like, well, what do I already know to be true about God and about his faithfulness in my life and uh, his goodness? And and I think that I was telling you to to please read verse 7, Philippians 4, 7, because it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that it's probably always been the human condition, uh, condition to be worried, like you were saying. But we live right now, and we live in a certain cultural context right now, uh, at least Josh and I in the U.S., and worry is prevalent, you know? It's like multi-billion dollars a year spent on on things to um, to make you worry less or or not think about your worries or whatever. Who who knows how many mil- billions of dollars is spent in the U.S. around those type of products? But um, man, you want to look radically different. Uh, speaking of like ways to talk about Jesus and your faith, be a person who walks through life with peace, like. Like have peace, inner peace, like knowing, yeah, there's troubles today, but I don't have to worry about the ones that aren't here yet. Like we'll deal with those when they come, you know, be a person who walks around with peace um, and like that'll make you stand out. But even more than like your testimony or chance to tell other people about Jesus in those moments, like this is something that just makes your life infinitely better. <laughs> like you want to be present like all the all the current books are about like josh and i have referenced some of those books that we've really enjoyed like the ruthless elimination of hurry um about being present and how to do that like that's important and and that's like in the 
culture. Like everybody wants that, you know, not to worry, but, but you start walking around with real peace and real understanding of like, I don't have to worry about things that aren't here yet. Let's just deal with the troubles that are here today. And also let's live into the joy that's here today. You know, like just makes your life better. And like, I just think anytime Jesus is teaching us something like the entire sermon on the Mount is for the good of, of not just the people around you that you can witness to, but it's for your good. Like it makes your life better, more enjoyable, more authentic. Um, you're better to be around. You're better as a, any role that you have, you're a better employee, better husband, better father in my case, whatever, like it, you're, you're better for it. Like nothing Jesus teaches is to make your life suck. Um, you might see it as a burden initially to say, do not worry about anything. Um, but it's actually really freeing. Um, and and it's really good. And if you can be a person who walks around with the peace of God, uh, that passes all understanding or comprehension, um, that means like in the moment when something big hits, you're, you're calm and you're sober-minded about it and clear about what's going to happen. Like, dude, that's revolutionary. That's, that's not the norm, you know? Um, so anyway, I just, I wanted to call that out because I think it's like so much of this, if, if you grew up in the church, you might over-spiritualize something and think like, well, I just got to live in this perfect peace and never have worry at all because then people around me will be able to uh, see my life as different. And like, yes, that's true, but it's also just for your good um, so that maybe you can hear God. Maybe you can pray more authentically. You can live more authentically. You can have actual peace in your heart and mind. And in that moment when worry hits, you can do the thing Josh was just talking about of looking back on those big moments in your life and saying like, yeah, I actually, this, this sucks. This is a challenge, but I know these things to be true about God. And I know these things to be true about my experience. Like I don't need to let worry consume me in this moment as tempting as it might be. Cause if I do that, I'm going to miss the boat on something in this situation. So yeah, man, I know I, I said the same thing a few times, but I'm just trying to drive it home. It's for your good um, and the good of everybody around you to, to live this way. And I think too, like, you know, we'll, we'll all go through hard seasons and hard times. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes the, those are, those are the ones that beat us up um, to such a way that, you know, we start to lose faith in that kind of stuff. Um, probably because we have the wrong perception about it. Like, um, as you were talking, you know, um, some of Paul's words and some of James words come in, come into my mind and I didn't know the reference off the top of my head. So I just Googled it. Thank you. Google in the, the world of the day we right. live today. We can quickly find things in the Bible. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, Romans five, um, Paul's talking about hope and peace and, and how do we find it? We'll just start at the beginning. He says, therefore, since um, we've all been justified through faith and meaning those that have put in their life in Jesus's hands, um, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into uh, this grace in which we now stand and now boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but when we all, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, yep. character, and mm -hmm. character, hope. 
uh, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, right? Like we all want to live with hope, um, but we're only going to get yep. to those places of hope if we persevere through the hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, like instead of us looking at these things of like, woe is me, everything is horrible. We should be looking at these things of God is still God. He's still in control. Um, and he's going to work all things out for, for my good because I love him. Yeah. Um, and let that, let that play out because our faith is only going to increase. Our character is only going to increase and hope is only going to be instilled in us if we persevere through the hard times. Um, and hard times are going to come. That's how we grow, right? Like yeah. things don't grow if they're not stretched, right? Your muscles, if they're not stretched, um, if they're not pushed hard, they're not going to get any bigger. They're just going to stay as they are. Um, like if, yeah. if you're same thing with your brain, I think it's a muscle. I'm not really sure how that works. Um, I failed biology. I didn't really fail biology, but my teachers were really hot in high school. So I paid attention, um, <laughs> but I got a good enough grade to pass. I don't remember her name. <laughs> no, I told everyone that. She was hot. Um, as a teenage boy, it always was helpful to have hot teachers. You paid more attention. Um, she wasn't that smart though. I do remember that. (laughs) No offense to her. Uh, but like, you know, your, your, your brain's not going to increase if you don't push it hard. Right. Like that's just the reality of how life works. Um, if you want to stay where you are for the rest of your life, don't push yourself. Um, whether that's, um, I want to get to hope. I want to persevere through things. I want to have better character. Yeah. If you don't push yourself, you'll stay the same. It's the same thing. If you're not fostering a relationship with Jesus and he's not leading that process. Yeah. You're going to stay the same. You're going to be the same today that you were a year ago. I mean, I can be more like Jesus because you're just not pushing. Like when we push through hard times, we push through difficult things. Our faith increases, our character increases, and then we get to live in this hope that we find in Jesus. Um, James says it this way in James one, he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whatever, uh, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Um, If wisdom lacks, you should ask God um, who gives generously to all who uh, all without finding fault and it'll be given to you. And when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubt is like, is like a wave in the sea being tossed back and forth by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Um, Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Um, but how often is that the norm? Like, it's yep. not like picking on a specific person. How often do we all find ourselves like, well, God, mate, nah, probably. And then you're like playing this game of back and forth. I feel far from God. I feel close to God. I feel far, like that's a miserable life. I'm sorry, folks. You can feel close to God always. Just an FYI. Um, you may not feel that way, but I, I'm, I'm a living proof. Um, we can always feel close to God if we're willing to put in the work. Um, it's the perseverance piece that I don't think we like perseverance. Um, who knows why? Maybe because there's less athletes today and we just didn't work hard anymore in our lives. Um, it's funny. Like I, I grew up playing hockey yeah, um, at a pretty, pretty decently competitive levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I miss, there's two things I miss about hockey. One is just the team, like being in a team yeah. atmosphere like that and working hard to a common goal. Like that's fun. And the second thing that I miss is like extremely hard practices. Where yeah, pucks yeah, don't right? hit the ice, and we just skate. Yep, right. Like yep. when we're we call them we call them ladders, where it's you know, uh, red line to blue line, blue or red line yep. to 
to yep. red line, red line to other blue line, red line to far goal line. Yep. Um, and just you just skate until you throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a man, so I never threw up. And, and I, <laughs> I was a goalie, so I was lugging around 20 pounds worth of pads on my legs. And I was still right. beating skaters because nice. that's how you get attention to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it was that piece, too, of like, man, when you work hard, especially in a group, like there's something that happens with that. Like when things get hard, there's, you know, when, when things get hard in a group of people and we all have to rally around a common thing, like that draws your core together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in the church planning world right now. And like, you know, church planners say this all the time. I'm really hoping for a crisis mm. um, because when crisis hits the group, uh, like there's a bonding that happens in the midst of that crisis. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, we're probably asking more for like a little crisis. Something it's not like overwhelming. You're going to kill somebody, but like a little right. bit of crisis helps. Right. Um, you don't want to create that crisis. Then you're a fraud and creates other issues. But um, like, there's something to that of like, when we're persevering and pushing hard, um, that's where maturity comes in. That's when yeah. we start to be more complete and more look like Jesus, you know, that the finished work starts to to play out um, in our lives is, is when we choose to push through the hard times. So I, I say all of this to say this, like, let difficult times, let things when they're not going as planned, um, let those times be an opportunity for you which yeah. I know if you're in the midst of it, this is a hard, like it's hard to hear uh, for us that aren't in the midst of it. It's much easier to hear. Uh, but like, let that look, see, you know, look at that as a time that God's, God's doing a work in you. So, you know, dig harder into fostering relationship with Jesus um, in those seasons, because I, I, I guarantee he's going to have a lot to say. Um, he's going to walk you through that. Um, like, um, I'm trying to find the verse really quick and I didn't find it. Um, Matthew, John, do we talk about John 16? Uh, where is it? 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 Don't be anxious about anything. Present your request to God. Yeah. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, like sit in that place with Jesus. Um, like let him guard your heart and your mind. And, um, when it starts to run off, have those conversations of like, God, here's the things that are just like consuming my thoughts today. And I, I can't seem to shake it. Like, where does this come from? Why is it happening? Um, help me understand this better. Um, like dig into those, those hard conversations with God, because in the midst of the hard times, like there, there's definitely going to be some good that comes out of it. And you're going to see some shaping of who yeah. you are. Like think of, you know, you always hear the example and this will be my last illustration, Andrew, I promise. Yeah, no worries. Back over a bit. No worries. Like, like say you're, you're, you're a potter. Oh, this might be an illustration of the Bible. Uh, say you're like a potter and you're making a pot, right? Um, if you really think about it, if you were the clay in that, in that situation, like that's a pretty violent process. Yep. Like there's punching going on. Um, I took a pottery class in high school, um, by a teacher that used to do LARPing, which I thought was fantastic and awesome. Um, but, uh, like he would like beat the crap out of this clay to get it to a state that he needed. And you're just like wailing on it. And then you're like shaping it into the thing. And like towards the end of it, it's more gentle to like fine tune the right, things, but like right. majority of the process is a pretty violent process and I'll find those verses and we'll put them in the show notes. So we have yep. them. I'm yep. like, it, it's a violent thing. Like going through change is going to feel really violent for you um, because you're changing the way that you perceive life. You know, you're dying to self to take on more of, of, of Christ's ways, um, not just in um, behavior, but in mission, right? Like right. you're going to care about the things that Jesus cares about. Like that's a, that's a hard process. Dying to yourself is hard. Um, you know, when you go through hard times, I, I think the other big piece of this too is like, if you're losing something or someone, um, like mourn that. It's okay to mourn that. I don't think we, we as Americans like to mourn things in general. We don't do it well. 
um, especially Christian, like Christians, we don't do it well. You look at Jewish tradition and customs and when someone dies and, you know, um, the, the process that they take to mourn that, like there's something to it, like mourn the death of dreams, mourn the death of lost relationships, mourn the death of, um, you know, things that you cared a lot about, like mourn those things, feel the pain of that. That's, that's healthy and important. I think we just try to push it all away and act like everything's great. Like, yeah, we, we end up just creating these little pockets inside of us that just want to burst out and eventually do and cause harm to ourselves and to the relationships around us. So when you lose something, mourn it. When it's hard, mourn it. Um, but also in the midst of that, um, dive into, you know, deeper into your relationship with Jesus and make sure you're living inside of, you know, his protection of your heart and your mind, rather than you trying to do it and control everything on your own, trying to fix things that God never intended you to fix. Yeah. Uh, and then see the hard yeah. times as, as times that are, are, are you're shaping that Jesus is going to do some work inside of you and you're going to come out on the other end. Yep. Um, you know, as, as Paul and as James said, you know, yeah. with greater character, full of hope, um, and a finished work that's mature and complete. Uh, as Jesus designed us to do. And if you don't lean into those things, that those things never come. Right. Dude. You just let stay me, the same. That's so good. So many awesome points. And like your potter and clay example, and I know that's a biblical example too. We'll have to look it up and add it um, to the show notes. But my final thought is just that like uh, Josh and I, you both, we've, we've known this for a long time right? We've known these verses in this concept for a long time. And many of you listening probably have too. It's not something you learn once and, and call good. It's something that's a principle you keep aspiring to, you know, like at least in my life, it's, it's something I keep aspiring to where there's plenty of things I worry about and, and plenty of things I shouldn't worry about, you know? Um, but it, it's good to know this and it's good to know what it means. And like, maybe that's part of that, clay, you know, you got to beat it hard to get all the air bubbles out, right. To get it to where you, where it won't split when it's under the pressure that goes into the, that happens in the kiln, you know, but you got to put it through the hard time to, to have it be ready for that. And I think that's totally applicable in life is you got to learn this principle. Then you're going to have to relearn it. Then you're going to have to live it in a moment where you don't want to live it. Then you're going to learn it deeper then you're going to know it in a real way. You know, like it takes time and it takes that hard shaping to be ready for those moments where you need to be ready to, to truly live it out. But it is better for you every time you you choose not to worry and choose not to live in fear, but to live in peace and, and hope and, and be honest about what's coming, but also live in peace and hope um, rather than letting your, your circumstances define uh, how you see the world. So, yeah, man, this has been awesome. And, um, and that's my final thought is like, it's aspirational, you know, and it, you, you keep working towards it over time as your situations keep changing, but it's always worth it. And it's always better for you and everybody around you um, and your relationship with God if you do it. So yeah, man, thanks for this awesome conversation. This has been, been killer. And uh, you and I probably are both going to have something to worry about today and probably going to be reminded we just talked about this. Uh, so anyway, man, that's how it goes. But this has been really, really good. Absolutely. 
and we appreciate you know everyone tuning in and listening to us give us a share i know there's the verbiage that plays on our outro but uh, all that fun stuff but uh, you know i think we have an opportunity to to make a difference in the lives of those around us so you know share this message of hope and how we find that hope with jesus thanks for listening andrew it's always good to see you brother love you good to see you my thanks man. for listening to our show it really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with jesus and with other people and it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on you can also follow us on instagram and the facebook now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast we believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of jesus christ and you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.